This is Brain Diet, episode number 47. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's podcast episode. Today, we are talking about your experience of the world. If you are familiar with me and my coaching, you know that I use the model that was created by Brooke Castillo. Within the model, it organizes the world into five different components. You can put anything in the world into one of these five things. There are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So thoughts, feelings, actions, and results all happen within us. It's something completely internal. And there is so much beautiful work that can be done internally using this model. What is outside of us, however, are our circumstances. Everything that we are presented with outside of us is a circumstance. Everything outside of us is a fact. Circumstances are facts. They are boring. They are straightforward. They are data. For example, the weather is a fact. Another person's words, that is a fact. The actions that a person takes, that is a factual thing that you could observe that any person would universally agree on to be factual. Circumstances outside of us are not emotionally charged, they are not dramatic, they are boring and factual. So the world presents us with many different circumstances. And what we have to do internally is reconcile them. Our brain is incredibly efficient and wants to label and categorize things. And it needs to assess circumstances in order to create a label, to create a plan for how to incorporate the circumstance into our existence. So how we perceive circumstances is completely based on the brain and not based on the circumstance itself. The brain sees a circumstance outside of it and wants to choose to deem it positive or negative or somewhere in between, right? So if we have everything outside of us, everything factual that's boring, the data that we are presented with, we are the ones that add drama. So what do I mean by that? What do I mean by drama? I want you to think of a musical. You have a script, you have sheet music, and that is just a fact, right? There are words on a paper or notes on paper. When you add drama to the notes and the words on paper, that's what makes it come alive. That's what creates an experience, right? Like the words on the paper, the notes on the sheet music, that's not what creates the experience. It's when we add drama to it. I want you to think of in Star Wars, for example, when Darth Vader says, I am your father, Those are just words. Those were words on a paper at one point. But because they added drama, they added music, and they added emotion and all sorts of different things that created this entire experience of the movie, right? 
So what happens is in our life, everything outside of us is just words on paper or sheet music. And until we have a thought about it, it's not dramatic. It doesn't have any emotional charge. It doesn't mean anything until we're the ones that add meaning to it. We're the ones that add emotion to it. So with every circumstance that we encounter, we are the ones that get to decide what we make them mean. And if we're to roll with this drama analogy, if you think of something neutral and then you add sad music, it creates an emotional experience. Or if you think of something and you add the color yellow to it or the color black to it, it creates an experience, right? It adds drama because you've made it mean something by what you are adding to the facts of the situation. The beautiful part of this is that we are in charge of our perceptions. The goal, however, is sometimes misinterpreted. When I talk about us being in charge of how we perceive circumstances, people immediately think that we should be thinking positively about everything. And this is completely wrong. There are things in the world, there are circumstances that exist in the world that we do not want to be positive about. We don't want to have a positive attitude about rape and abuse and terrorism and horrible things that happen in the world. We want to deem that a negative circumstance. But because we don't understand this, because we start to conceptualize this idea that we are in charge of our perceptions, we start to try to make the world full of only things that we want to be happy about. We try to go out and change all of the circumstances and try to eliminate all of the things that we don't want to be happy about. Our brain thinks that it's our responsibility to control all of the circumstances. And the truth is we think we can. We think we can control all of the circumstances outside of us. But we can sometimes change our circumstances. Ultimately, we cannot control them. And trying to doesn't work. Even if we try to make things better in certain ways, we are able to, but then the world becomes worse in other ways. And I believe that it is by design that way. I believe there's always supposed to be a balance of amazingness and horribleness, of positivity and negativity. I want you to think of the history of the world. Things now are just really a different version of crazy than they were hundreds of years ago, even though the positive and negative things from hundreds of years ago were completely different than they are now, there is still that balance. So when we can understand that there is negativity that we want to experience, there are circumstances in the world that we want to deem negative. When we can understand this, we need to consider as well that the idea of this isn't to condone bad behavior. The idea isn't to condone the people that are murdering people or the rapists. It is simply to accept that there is negativity in the world. Acceptance and condoning are two very different things. When we accept that there is negativity in the world. It just means we're not trying to change something by pushing so hard against it. Resistance of the negativity in the world just compounds unnecessary negativity. So we can accept 
that there is horribleness in the world. We don't put our head in the sand and try to pretend it's not there. And we don't try to argue it away. Circumstances, like I said, are things happening outside of us. Things that happen in the world that we don't have control over. They are the facts. So circumstances aren't negative until we have a thought about them, making them negative. And knowing this allows us to be in charge. It allows us to decide on purpose what we want to feel horrible about and what we want to feel amazing about. If you think of the circumstances in the world, not everybody has the same experience of everything. I always think of whenever I see movies. My sister will see a movie and she will say, it's amazing. You should go see it. I loved it so much. And then I will go and see it and hate every minute of it or vice versa, right? The movie is the same, but our perceptions of it are completely different. That is because she is choosing to love this movie and I am choosing to hate this movie. That has everything to do with my brain and nothing to do with the movie itself. It has everything to do with the way that my brain is trying to perceive this data that I am feeding it and how to reconcile it and how to decide what it needs to categorize it as. (laughs) Or think about if you've ever gone on a date and you thought you had a really good time. You're like, yeah, we really hit it off. It was great. And then you get ghosted. You're like, wait a minute. We went to dinner and a movie and I thought we had an amazing time. Why doesn't this other person feel the same way? It's because even though the date, the circumstances, the facts of the date are the same, each person has perceived it differently. So how we choose to think about the data that we receive, about the circumstances that we have in our lives, this is what determines how we feel. Now, there are people in the world that interpret everything as negative. And there are people in the world that interpret everything as positive. And it's fascinating to watch people interpret their lives and interpret them in what they believe to be a factual way, when in reality, the events themselves are neutral. So if two people can have the exact same experience with a movie or on a date and have two different interpretations, how do you explain that then if it isn't that the event itself is not what's causing emotions? You are so powerful because you are the one that gets to decide how to interpret things. Now, I don't want you to be positive about every circumstance you encounter. I am suggesting that you simply choose on purpose how you want to feel. There are many things in our lives that are very black and white for us. There are things that we know for sure we want to be sad about and know for sure that we want to be happy about. For example, I know I want to be happy when my child takes their first steps. And I want to be devastated when my grandpa dies. Or I want to be thrilled when my child succeeds at something and I want to be horrified when I hear about murder. We have many of those circumstances. Those are facts. And then you have a clear interpretation of how you want to think and feel about these things. But more so and more importantly are the things in our lives that are less black and white. For example, a comment that your partner makes. Or when someone is late to something that you have planned together or when someone doesn't show up, or when something happens while you're driving with another driver. 
there are some things that you may decide to keep your current interpretation of. You may decide to continue feeling the way that you do about some of these less black and white circumstances. But others, you may choose differently. And when you assess, how do I want to think about these things? How do I want to think about a comment that my partner made? How do I want to think about someone that is late to something? Check in with what you currently think and question, when I think this, does this create what I want? Does thinking this way give me the life that I want? Does thinking this way allow me to show up as the person that I want to be? So that means it's not necessarily that you want to be positive all the time because that's not the life that you would want to create. Instead of positivity, I want you to think about Something along the lines of usefulness. Is thinking this way useful? Does it accomplish something useful for me? I think it is a common misconception that the goal is to be happy all of the time. And if you want to know more about that, listen to the episode previous to this one, episode 46, where I go into detail about that. But thinking positively all the time is an impossible goal that can never be achieved because of this balance of the world always being half and half, positive and negative. But because we have this ingrained in us that the goal is to be positive all the time, we will resist reality. We will resist the circumstances we're presented with. We will resist the data that we are receiving. Byron Katie says that circumstances are reality. And when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. What this looks like is when we see that there is murder in the world and there is rape and there is horribleness in the world, we say things like abuse and rape and murder shouldn't happen or someone should be different. My partner should be different. This shouldn't have happened. This type of dialogue is resisting what's already true. And when you do this, you lose. Our brain wants to be human. It wants to put all of our circumstance into categories, into labels. And that is a beautiful thing. We just need to do it consciously. So as you start to recognize how you are perceiving all of the data that you are receiving, I'm not suggesting that you change it. I just want you to consider what is it that you want to believe about this circumstance? I want to give you a few more examples of why circumstances are neutral. Think about divorce. Some people think that divorce is a terrible thing. Other people, however, think that divorce is an amazing thing. That is simply because of what they choose to believe about divorce, what they choose to make it mean when someone gets divorced. Or I want you to think about weight changes in your body, when your weight goes up or when it goes down. Those numbers are just data. They are facts. They are boring pieces of data. But we choose to add all sorts of drama to them. But think about it. If an adult gains weight, someone might have a certain perception of that. But in an infant, when they gain weight, it's a completely different perception. 
I mean, think about when you first have a baby, like the goal is to get them to gain half their weight back by, I can't even remember what it is, but it's, it's treated as such a valuable thing to have this infant gain weight. So how can that be true if an infant gaining weight and an adult gaining weight, the data technically is the same weight gain, yet we make it mean something completely different based on what we choose to think about this data or even think about the weather. Whatever the weather is, is completely neutral until we decide to add drama to it. Think about if you had rain, if it was a really rainy day and you were getting married that day and you were getting married outside, you would perceive the weather in a certain way. But think about if it were raining really hard and it were a drought, you would perceive that completely different, even though the weather itself is exactly the same. The last thing I want to use as an example of a neutral circumstance is your past. Whatever has happened in your past is a neutral circumstance. You can factually describe your past and any drama that is added to your description of your past is simply a thought you are having in this current moment about a fact from your past. So what this means is that whatever your past is, whatever the facts are of your past, you get to decide how you want to interpret those pieces of data, how you want to think about your past. Essentially, you get to tell yourself whatever story you want, regardless of what the circumstance is. The reason that your past is neutral is because if you tried, you could tell one version of a story. And if you tried harder, you could tell a different version of that story. And again, I want to come back to this idea. This doesn't mean I want you to be completely positive about your past. I want you to be useful about it. How is thinking about your past going to be useful to you? And odds are, if you argue with it, if you argue with the circumstances of your past, you will lose. If you come from a place of this shouldn't have happened, I wish I wouldn't have done that. What is the upside in thinking that way? It only causes you pain and doesn't allow you to do anything working towards your future. As we try to recognize circumstances in our lives and recognize that they are neutral and do not cause any emotions within us, we do that on our own based on our thinking. There are things that get in our way that make it a little bit difficult. And the first thing is that many perceptions of circumstances, we are very practiced at thinking. We can be very good at automatically thinking a thought about something, and that takes time to unlearn. The second thing that can get in the way is when other people agree with us. When other people validate our perception and agree with our perception, it provides us with more evidence that maybe circumstances aren't neutral. So this is something that we have to be aware of. We are the ones that create our emotional experience based on how we are thinking and not our circumstances, regardless of how many people you could get to agree with you. So my challenge to you is as you start to consider this idea of the neutrality of circumstances, that they are simply data, everything outside of you is simply data. Don't let your brain run wild. I think of when I take my kids to the museum. I allow them to run and play, but I am the authority figure in that I direct them. 
I don't let them completely run away. I am still the one in charge, even though I'm letting them do their thing. This is what we have to do with our brains. We have to watch what it's going to do and what it's going to offer us, the thoughts it's going to say, hey, this is how I want to perceive this circumstance. And we have to direct it. We have to say, oh, yep, we're not going to go there. Or, oh, we're going to go this different direction. Or, oh, yes, we are going to stay with this current thought, this current perception. It's a guidance. We have to guide our brain gently as we start to notice what it's doing. We are constantly receiving data. We are constantly being presented with circumstances in our lives with which to have thoughts about. Data and facts, they don't have adjectives. They don't have drama. It's very boring, this data that we are receiving every single day of all of the different circumstances we encounter. So the first challenge is to not let your brain run wild. The second challenge is to pull out the circumstances in your life. Recognize the facts of the situation and how you are thinking about them. And then check in with yourself. Is this how I want to think about this? And if yes, then continue onward. But if no, that's where you start to have to ask yourself some questions. So my friends, pay attention to those circumstances. Guide your brain in a way that is useful. This is something that is very well accomplished through having a coach because having a coach allows you to see your brain in a way that you can't see your brain because often you're too close to your own brain. So if you're interested in working with me, I am still offering free mini sessions. However, this will be the last podcast episode where I offer free mini sessions because I am changing up my program, changing up my business. There are so many exciting things that are coming to the brain diet business in the future. So if you want to work with me one-on-one, this really is going to be one of your last chances. So if that's something that you're interested in, the link is in the show notes. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 